0: Title of this episode is Manifesting Through Meditation. You guys, oh my goodness, it's May. Like this year is almost half over. Holy, 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 holy. And I have been doing some really cool and exciting things. Um over the past month, like, you know, it's really funny. And I'll share more about this on IG as well. I have created lots of different things in the digital world, right? And I attribute the digital world with being more of like, I don't know, a different vibration um, than our very physical three-dimensional reality. And so I decided I wanted to take a moment and create in the 3D. And so literally like putting my hands on wood, (laughs) um, making things with my hands, creating things in this 3D world. So I've been in such a time of creation over the past um, month. It has just been so fun and exciting. And I was really feeling called to this. And it always reminds me of like balance, right? How we just need to come into greater balance, which isn't like, hey, I need to balance everything right in this one moment, but just realizing like in our life that if we're really focused in one area of our life for a long time, maybe it's time to focus in another area. And just to like experience all of the joy that life really has to offer in these different areas of life. And so I um, have been getting my hands dirty and it's felt so good and fun and One of the things like with this is um, I had this really funny story. I'll share it next week uh, where I go into a little bit of this, but, but I was doing all of this kind of on my guidance of my angels too. And if you've been listening to the show for a while, um, you know, I love angel numbers and have like a constant conversation going with the angels uh, through number codes and um, even letters and signs and, all kinds of stuff that I have seen for years now. And um, I hope some of you guys are also starting these uh, relationships with your angels or amplifying them. It's an exciting time to be getting information. And so some of this like over the past month was really guided by my angels. And it's so funny because like, you know, like in life, I wasn't totally listening to it until all of a sudden one day I'm like, right, listen to this. And so there's been so much incredible things that have happened from like listening to the guidance, duh, <laughs> that's what happens when we listen to the guidance. Um, and so I've just been doing it deeper and deeper. And so a funny story happened while driving with my angel number, um, obsession, you could call it, um, which again, I'll talk about next week more, but anyway, so I've been doing a lot of driving and just like being out in the world. Cause obviously I work from my home office. And so, you know, when I'm creating in the digital space, I'm, I'm not in my car very much. And it's just been so fun. I've been listening to music and driving, putting my hands in the dirt and building things. And it has like nourished my soul. And so as I've been doing this, because I was listening to the guidance of the angels, um, so much was coming through about this. And so, um, they were like literally celebrating that I was doing this. And one of the things that they were celebrating is this concept around balance, that we need to balance these different energies in our life. And we need to have full self-expression in these different areas of life. So whatever that means in your world, I hope you embrace it and try something new or go back to something you haven't done in a while and see if it helps you come into greater balance and on this tip to honor them um i created a masterclass all about angel numbers um doesn't matter if you're super advanced with the angel numbers or if you're just starting out on the journey i created this to be a resource to really understand how to strengthen this connection with the angels and how to understand the signs right through the numbers that they're sending you and one of the things like that is so cool that came through when I was channeling this is it's not just angel numbers like um, three numbers in a row, like one, 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 two, 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 three, three, three. But there are other divine codes that come through in the form of spirit numbers um and divine numbers, divine codes. And so we really go into a lot of detail on what the difference is between spirit numbers, angel numbers, divine codes. Um, in the master class, we go through the core numbers, uh, zero to nine. And then they, of course, want me to give you a resource guidebook for this. So we created the angel code guidebook, which has all of the spirit codes, angel numbers, divine codes, Um, so that you, when you see these numbers and they start to highlight for you in your consciousness that you can start having a a communication, right. Or deepen that communication. Sometimes we've been seeing certain codes and we haven't really been cluing into them and, now's the time, guys, now's the time. Like this is a powerful community. You are all incredible beings. Um, And if you're seeing the numbers or your friends are seeing the numbers, this is an awesome uh, thing to share with them as well. And you guys can talk amongst yourselves about the cool uh, angel numbers that you're seeing and the spirit codes and the divine codes. And I've never talked about this before or taught on this, but how um, the communication like expands in your field is first receiving kind of like one word or one concept or uh like just like a feeling about the numbers. But as things go on and advance, you actually can be receiving like full-on sentences, right? And so we talk about like angel number sentences um in the guidebook and the master class. Um, how to decipher them, how to get this really powerful, very um, very much like reading some a paragraph, right? That's written somewhere, uh, type of communication from your angels. So I'm super pumped about this um, to, from my heart to your heart, um, put this out into the universe. And I hope that it brings so much joy into your life. And you can find that on the courses page on my website um, thesoulfrequency.com. Just click on courses and you'll find both of them there. So, and you'll hear my funny story next week <laughs> about you know, here the angels are getting me out of my house and getting me out adventuring in the world and having fun with me, right? Teasing me and playing, and we were having jokes and all these things as I was getting outside of my norm and playing in the 3D, it was super, super fun. So Today, uh, I had an awesome conversation with Cassandra Bodzak, um, She's amazing. I'm super excited to share her work with you guys. She's a thought leader, um, best-selling author, and sought-after on-camera personality and speaker in the mindfulness and personal development world. She's also the host of the popular spiritual podcast Divine Downloads. Love that. Um, you may have seen her on ABC's The Taste with Anthony Bourdain as the Happy Healthy Living Guru, or in her work with Shape Eating Well, Huffington Post. Teen Vogue, Thrive, Fabletics, Lululemon, Cycle, and many more she's been featured in. She's been called an award-winning thought leader and intuitive coach in Forbes and a spiritual leader by Well and Good. Cassandra helps people all over the world learn the process for bringing their soul's desires into their everyday reality through her online group program, Divinely Design Your Life, as well as through all the free content she shares on her YouTube and social media Channels, and today we are chatting about her book, uh, "Manifesting Through Meditation." And I think it was a really cool conversation about this because um, she has some powerful stuff to share about manifesting and meditation to get us sitting down, getting quiet, right? <laughs> Even if we resist that, we talk all about resistance. Um, and listening to what wants to come through into your life. So with no further ado, help me welcome Cassandra to the show. Welcome, Cassandra. I'm excited you're on the show with us today.
1: I'm so excited to be here
0: yeah and this is one of our favorite topics here at the soul frequency show manifestation I mean who doesn't love topic. this yeah <laughs> who doesn't love this topic right now um and so I want to dive into kind of your take I know there's so many different angles and layers and levels to like what the word manifestation means so I'm excited to hear about kind of your perspective on this but I don't think we make it to the door of talking about manifestation without some sort of journey, um, and some sort of awakening to that, like, that whole world. So take us back to like your process and your journey.
1: Yeah. So, um, absolutely. I started out when I, well, My spiritual awakening journey is so long, but the part that really impacts around manifestation was probably when I was 25. Um, My little brother got diagnosed with a terminal condition and he's stable now, but we had a few years there where it was like really dicey. Um, And it was like my first real test of faith, I think. And it was a moment where I just didn't know what to do. I felt so helpless and I really surrendered to God, the divine, higher power, and started opening up these kind of conversations in ways that I had never even tried to before because I felt like my life circumstances didn't even, they didn't push me as much in that direction. Um, and, And that began my meditation practice. I remember one specific night after we had found out his diagnosis, I committed the cardinal sin of web MDing um, and looking at and like, oh my God, I didn't even realize like you Google certain stuff, they give you like life expectancies and like things that no one should ever read, you know, Um, when your loved one or you were like going through that. And I just lost it. Like I was like a puddle on my living room floor and I was just like, I, I don't know, like, why is this happening? What do I do? How am I supposed to be like a functional human being? Um, knowing that all of this is going on and he's fighting for his life. And um, and that night I stayed up crying and just moping on the floor. It was like so random. I still remember it, the apartment. It was my New York apartment. And I had like I had a couch, but I was like on the floor next to the couch. So it was just, you know, one of those moments. And around six in the morning. I went to the shower and was just like in child's pose, just talking to God. And I just heard meditate, go meditate. And I didn't have a meditation practice before that. I did like casual like yoga and like Pilates and different things like that. So if a teacher like threw in a meditation here and there, I'd done it. But I wasn't by any means a meditator. And after that night, the next day when I woke up, I started Googling and looking like, okay, what's meditation? What are some guided meditations I can start doing? I started meditating immediately with like whatever I found on YouTube. And then I looked into a Buddhist monastery in Brooklyn. I did Vedic. I got trained in Vedic meditation. I did Kundalini meditation. Like I just through, I threw everything out at it. And, um, meditation is what got me through those years, um, spending a ton of time, just like living in hospitals and, um, the, the kind of funny side effect that started happening because of this journey that had absolutely nothing to do with manifesting anything in my life. Um, but more of relieving pain was that the more I meditated, the more, and, and the more I surrendered to the situation, the more I realized I just needed to follow these like little things that lit me up every day. And I would just say, okay, like, what's one like simple thing I can do to bring me a little bit of joy today? You know, um, another thing I would do every day would I would visualize, it was like almost escapism for me. I would just allow myself five minutes in the morning to just visualize about like what what like this life I was dreaming up could be like and just escape my reality at that point was the honest motivation for it. And um, and so slowly but surely my world started changing a bit and I had had a blog for a while just as like a hobby. And I had been putting more and more energy into that. I had been filming cooking videos because I was an actress and I also did a lot of cooking, vegan cooking, gluten-free cooking, and had this wellness blog. And I just noticed that that often was like the one thing that would like light me up when I was having a rough day. I would just be like, get in the kitchen, like, let's record a video. Let's make, you know, vegan mac and cheese. Let's make some cupcakes. You know, it's, it just brought me so much joy and brought me peace. Um, and before I knew it, you know, I kind of, opened my eyes and my life had shifted around me so much. And all of a sudden I had clients wanting to work with me. My blog was doing really well. And I, the biggest, the first manifestation event that made me be like, wow, like I'm doing something here was that I had producers from ABC call me up and say, Hey, we've been watching your YouTube videos. And we want you to be on this ABC show with Anthony Bourdain and Nigel Lawson. And I was like, you must have the wrong person. Like <laughs> my videos are awful. Um, they're like, no, like your videos are kind of awful, but you're great. And <laughs> My videos were so like, they were not technical. It was yellow. I was doing them at night. I was doing one take. I didn't know how to edit, you know, they were bad, but like my spirit was there and like the love, love was there. That. Um, And, and then, you know, slowly things kept on kind of bubbling and, and what, shifted me into talking about manifestation because I was talking about uh, my first book is called eat with intention and it's recipes and meditations. Um, and I was talking more on intuitive eating and that connection with fueling our body, but I just started seeing how much that I had changed my life through these practices and felt so-called like, this is what I want to teach people. Like I want everybody. I remember Getting driven around the Universal Studios studios lot when I was living out there um, for filming, and just like being so emotional, being like, "I need to teach every everybody how to do this because everyone deserves a chance to feel this way and feel like, wow, I literally, you know, had been visualizing this for months, completely unattached to it ever happening, right? Just." from this space of like exploration and desire and joy and, and here it was. And so that's kind of how everything quote unquote manifested. Right. And I ended up getting into the field of manifestation because it brings me so much joy um, to see how women, particularly for me, I love working with women, but anybody can do this, (laughs) um, consciously create their life is, is what I feel manifestation is.
0: So beautiful. So what are the things that like started? Because I know, I mean, it's so interesting how we enter into transformation through pain, right? In so many different ways. Like we learn our lessons, we become aware of things, we start to do things differently because we literally have to, right? There's some sort of pain in our life and we have to cope with that in some way or distract from that. And yeah. so it's beautiful that you, you know, meditation was a way that you were coping and distracting, right? And yet there yeah. was this other piece of the puzzle that was coming together for you. So you said that you learned different types of meditation, kind of dove into it. Was there something that you, were you putting different like teachings together and did you develop something along the way Like that was your own private, like, okay, this is my meditation time. And I do a little bit of this and I do a little bit of that. Like, was there something kind of rising to the surface and how you took the pieces of what you learned and brought them together?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, it's funny, I joke around people that work with me um, and work for me, uh, often laugh that one of my one of my greatest gifts is my lack of being a perfectionist <laughs> 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 is that I am so willing to be imperfect. And I think that that was really helpful in my meditation journey and doing kind of what you said and, and honoring that, you know, I, I think I see so many people when they come to me because, you know, I have have this book Manifesting Through Meditation, right? so I get all the questions, all the questions about like, am I doing it right? Do I do it like this? And I really didn't care, right? In that moment, like I was doing the best that I could and that was good enough for me. And so what I really looked at it and I, I advise this way of looking at it too, is I look at, I looked at meditation almost the way I would look at like medication or like supplements we could say right so in this way of like this is this this is this thing I do for myself every day to help me get centered to help me you know amplify my magnetism to help me come into the truth of who I am and like connect to my divine support um and each day I might need different things right you know if you're if you've been like sleep deprived and in a lot of like crowded places and you know feel like you're coming down with something you're probably going to take well if you're me you're taking your like vitamin c you're taking your zinc you're taking your oregano oil you got your whole little concoction basket but maybe you're not going to take every single day maybe some days when you feel absolutely fine you're like oh, i'm going to take my multivitamin or maybe i'm gonna take my b12s or whatever i don't need the whole shebang right and so the way i felt with meditation at that point was what do i need today Right. And I was in a lot of pain, obviously, and had a lot of things I was moving through. So I would meditate sometimes five times a day. I know, that seems very extreme to some people. But, um, you know, I hope no one's ever in a situation where you feel like you need to do that. But sometimes it happens. And thank God that it was there. Um, And so it would, you know, to answer your question, I would kind of like make my own little you know, methodology of what I felt was good. And so some mornings it was like, I loved, you know, in Kundalini, there's lots of like mudras and breath work. And like, it's kind of like uh, a very like customized little activity for you to do, so to speak, right? And so that was really great for mornings where my mind was like really, wild, right? Because then I had to focus on like, okay, I have to put one hand here and one hand here. And as I'm breathing out, I'm going to do this thing, you know? Um, And then other times I would, I loved my, I love, I'm a big visualizer. So I love I always add on a visualization to no matter what I do. (laughs) I love just like tapping into that frequency of your future, um, allowing your, you know, your third eye and your intuitive guidance to come through in those moments when you just allow yourself to like see what comes through. And I think that's just one of my particular gifts is the visualization. Um, And then also just listening. Sometimes you, sometimes I literally just want to sit in silence. I just want to sit in silence with my breath for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever it is. And, um, or mantras, a simple mantra. One of the things that I kind of made up was this thing called a medicine mantra. So instead of it being like this, like, you know, official mantra kind of thing, it's like technically not a mantra for anyone who's like super, you know, intense about it. (laughs) But, but I call it medicine mantras. And like, let's say you're moving through let's say you're moving through like a really anxious time in your life or, you know, something's coming up, you got a project that's making you anxious or worried or whatever, right? Then you ask yourself, okay, what's like the core feeling that I'm feeling right now? I'm feeling really anxious. What do I want to feel? What's the opposite of that? Well, maybe the opposite of that is I'm trusting that this is unfolding exactly how it's meant to be, right? Whatever the project is or whatever. And so you would come up with that medicine mantra that was like the antidote To the thought that was kind of perpetrating and just meditate with that mantra for 23 minutes, right? So I definitely, I mean, it was my publisher was like, it was eerily easy for you to come up with a hundred (laughs) meditations. There's a hundred meditations in the book, and I they just flew out of me because I I just naturally love doing that, right? And kind of playing with these different ways we can access meditation. Because I also think a lot of people get scared or turned off because they meet one meditation practice they don't resonate with it or it's not the thing for them in that moment of their life. And then they're like, "Eh, I don't know, maybe it's not for me, but there's like as many meditation practices and varieties of, of mindfulness as there are ice cream flavors. And so you can find one for you. And sometimes it just takes that willingness to, you know, try a few different ones and, and find that like special mix that really supports you in your toolbox.
0: Do you think, like any practice, any meditation practice, like any of the hundred that you have in your book, like that any of those give us access to a higher ability to manifest things in our life that simply, even the simple moment of like being silent, right? Like, which would, I guess, people would say is really simple, right? Like, there's no big practice to it. It's just, yeah, I'm going to be silent for 20 minutes and just be with myself. Do you feel like that changes the frequency in and of itself and that any practice that feels resonant is really going to have us be able to access like a greater ability to manifest?
1: Abs- absolutely to a certain extent. I think any any practice amplifies your your magnetism because what it's doing is helping you center into yourself. When we any practice I should say that allows you the ability to connect to the i'm going to call it the divine inside of you but you could call it your soul your heart whatever you want to call it but that space that's beyond your physical body i think as long as the practice helps you do that helps you have that moment of connecting beyond this physical world then what's happening is you're you're entering the what i would call the quantum field right you're entering this space where you're in pure infinite um infinite potential endless possibilities you're in divine abundance and you are connected to the truth of your being and the truth of your being is magnetic the truth of your being is a man is a divine creator right of your life and so what happens is that any practice that can get you there will absolutely absolutely expedite your manifestation journey um that I feel like is the only caveat.
0: So why, like, cause you get to talk to so many people about manifestation, like why is there so much resistance for some people around just even the act of being silent? Like not even learning like a a meditation practice per se, Um, but just obviously, like in our society, we have resistance to all kinds of things. We have resistance to eating healthy, we have resistance to taking care of ourselves, we have resistance to making time for ourselves. Like, what have you come across in your practice and your journey with people, or what have they shared with you around resistance?
1: Yeah, I think on on one hand, um, there's this quote um from Stephen Pressfield that I really love from his book, War of Art. And he talks about how the things we have the most resistance to are the things that are most aligned with our souls unfolding and our souls expanding. And that is honestly what I think it is for most people that it's like, you know, not to be like a quotable, but also like that Marianne Williamson quote that so many people love, right? It's not our darkness that scares us. It's our light, right? We're scared of the infinite potential of our being. We're scared of our success. And there's this kind of unconscious level of, regardless of if you're happy in the conditions of your life right now, you're comfortable, right? You're comfortable there. And sometimes we're even comfortable in our discomfort, right? (laughs) We're comfortable in our unhappiness. We've got used to like having the same things that we complain about. Like, and so there's this element of being like, oh my God, there could be a life beyond this. Because as soon as you start that practice, as soon as you open up the box, when you're, you're starting a meditation practice, you're venturing into the unknown. Right, and the unknown is can be scary when we are our biological human is programmed for safety, right? And so I do think we have a bit of a um, a resistance to that because it's like, you know, it's like the um, it is like it's like going into that cave. Right. It's like allowing yourself to transcend and and see beyond the 3D, see beyond the physical. And it can be intimidating for some people. And I think um, there's a lot of things that come up around us in this society. We're praised um, right now, especially, you know, in Western culture, like we're praised for do, 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 do. How busy are you? How many things did you check off your to do list today? You know, Um, we're, we're almost like praise for our monkey mind. Right. And so there can be a real resistance to not feeling productive. Yeah. Like most people don't want to spend 20 minutes to a half an hour of their day, quote, quote, unquote, doing nothing. Right. But, you know, and that's like, I I really have a theory that the most powerful magic on this planet is hidden in plain sight right and meditation is just one of the biggest ones where it's like this the illusion of doing nothing when in reality you'll never do more
0: yeah It's so funny, Uh, we just did an episode, I did an episode on the show called uh, Comfortable Angst, right? So talking about like (laughs) being super comfortable with that and also like this concept around busy doing nothing, like because many times if you take like an average person's day, there's many times within that day, we're really actually doing nothing of value for our life, but we're very busily doing that, right? So whether it's just like, scrolling around and having opinions about yourself or, you know what I mean? Or even just like wandering around your apartment or your house, like wondering what to do, right? It's like, you could spend 20 minutes, right? I mean, if we tracked this, it'd be hilarious, right? 20 minutes in this state of like, what should I do with my day? I'm so bored when like you could be sitting there just meditating during that time you know, absolutely.
1: And receive, and that's the thing. It's like, that's why I try, I try to remind myself and remind people, even like I have like really crazy days. Sometimes, you know, my days can get like pretty packed with like appointments and things like that. And I always remind myself that the most productive thing I do all day is my meditation, because when I, what I'm doing in my meditation is, is affecting things on such a bigger level than anything I can do in the physical world can do. Right? Like, great, I can send my emails, I can do my clients, I can do my interviews, I can write my books, all this stuff is great. But what I can do when I actually am energy affecting energy, like is a game changer. And so much of what ends up manifesting in your physical reality, I believe, is a result of what you're doing in that quantum field. Right. What the frequency that you're locking into, the vibration that you're tapping into, and also just having that moment, having those 20. I think about it. One of my favorite meditations, I call it the divine board meeting, where I call in all my angels and guys and are like around the table and I'll like present something that I'm like working on, or like, guys, what do you think about we should do with the business next or whatever? You know? And I just go around and I let them all give me their like intuitive guidance. And I swear it's like worth a million dollars, worth, you know, because. Yeah then I get, whether it's that, or it's just that simple, like you were saying, so many of us, we like, we get so overwhelmed by the day. And then we're like, aimlessly wandering, trying to like, oh, well, I'll just clean this up. Cause it makes me feel productive. Right. <laughs> right. Um, instead of just taking those 20 minutes and like meditating. And then at the end of, you know, in the book, and I also have this like 40 day guided meditation thing that called amplify your magnetism. And every day at the end of the meditation, I have a journaling prompt, because I think you know at the end of your meditation is this perfect opportunity for you to ask your higher power, guide, the divine, the universe, soul, whatever you want to ask, whoever you want to ask, in that context of what's the next aligned action step. I know that like you're working on the energetic plane for me, and is there anything I need to do on the physical? And sometimes there won't be, and sometimes it'll be like, oh, you know what? Send Sarah an email about this. And you're like, OK, it's like one thing it takes you five minutes. You just like pop your friends there and email being like, had this idea, any thoughts or whatever comes through. Right. And that like one two minute action that they give you to do ends up having so much compound interest. Whereas like if you go at it from that 3D human level, what happens is you spin your wheels right? You watch like 17 webinars on how to do the thing. And then like, you take all these notes and like, you never actually do anything. And like, all you had to do this whole time was tell your friend, Sarah, who was going to hop on a call with you for 20 minutes, tell you exactly what you needed to do. Boom, boom, boom. Right. Or whatever it is. Right. And so I often find that when we leverage our meditation practice like that, after our meditation practice, we're like tuned in, you know, and we have that ability to receive. If we're always go 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 going, then we never have that moment to actually receive the guidance. And we're actually making it
0: harder on ourselves, Absolutely. right? Like Trying try to just More do it
1: exhausting. Like I'm alone,
0: <laughs> nobody helps me. I have to do this all myself, right? And your guides are like, "Um, hello, hi, 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 hi we're here. Hi. All you got to do is ask." <laughs> I love. I love. I can help those unless names. you ask. And they have
1: like those means of the guys being like, like with their hands and their face. And they're like, when they've tried to give you signs for the third time, but you simply won't meditate to listen.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. You know, it's so funny. Like I have had a couple of times, like with, uh, with decks of cards where I've like, you know, been like, wow, I'm really like getting this powerful guidance and it's coming through and it's showing up everywhere in my life. And then I'll ask like with a card and like, literally my guides are like, come on, like, Mm -hmm. really? Like, really? (laughs) Like we have shown you everything. Right. And I just crack up. I always end up laughing like my face off because I'm like, it's so, I mean, I'm an intuitive, like this is what I do. Right. And yet still we're like, are we sure? Should we ask again? Right. Like it's human nature because we're human. Right. So, so we do this and like, and, and then I'll just start laughing and like everyone's laughing and it's just like, okay, okay. Like, you know, I had to remember in that moment.
1: Me and my best friend, (laughs) yeah, me and my best friend have like a running joke about that because there's like two topics that we've each asked about one or whatever. And literally, I swear it's like at least once a week, if not more a week, like something will come through and I'll be like, oh, can you believe that so-and-so told me this? And she's like, yeah, because it's only the 27th person that's (laughs) mentioned that. So clearly it's happening, right? And it's so, you know, it is, it's so funny and it's so magical. And when you- it is like one of the, one of the the language the way I like have phrased it when I like talk about like what the what the work does, is really just access this new way of living, because it's just like you said you realize like you're not on your own you don't have to use this like human brain to have to sort out everything like you have access to higher guidance and when we tap into that access to higher guidance and we you know, we do our meditations, we ask for this divine support, life flows so much differently. And we, more time happens because we're not doing all this busy work. We're not, you know, getting sucked into, you know, different things that really aren't serving us or, or, you know, it's like, we're either, it's, it's, it's funny. Cause I think it's, it's sad when either something can be intentionally restful, or it should be it or it can be intentionally productive. But so many of us spend like too much time in the middle ground, right? Like yeah. scrolling through your Instagram feed, looking at like everyone's like, you know, uh beach vacations and being like, oh, maybe I should go on a beach vacation, right? <laughs> like. Mm -hmm. not really productive or restful (laughs) right Right. like wandering around the house like you know I don't know whatever whatever we do when we wander around the house like nitpicking little things right and it's like great like life feels so much better when you're like, you know what? Hey, it's nothing. If you want, if you like Instagram, I like Instagram, whatever, but like, be like you know what? I'm going to go sit out on the deck. I'm going to make myself a nice tea. And I'm just going to, you know, check out what's going on on Instagram. And I'm just going to enjoy that moment, you know, and like, actually like be in it. Whereas so many of us like, are in that moment being like, oh man, I should be doing something else. Right.
0: Look at her. She's doing one foot in, one foot out. (laughs) It's like split energy. It's like split energy when you're doing that. And you're not like fully in. Like one of the things that I grew up with, like that I feel like is a bit of a gift is like, I like to look at something and say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And I like to just do it. Like there's not a lot of space and time that I need to like, like some people, you know, struggle with procrastination, things like that. Like, I just want to like get to completion with that. If I have the idea and the motivation to do that, because then I'm not holding that. Right. Like it's not in the back of my mind. Like I just realized at a certain point, like we waste so much energy, right. With a to-do list, like that's constantly looming over you. And then you can't rest right? And you yep. can't really focus on other things. And so I'm like, if I get something to completion, then I feel, obviously it feels good. It's like, okay, I'm done with this. Um, but then it's not extra energy. I'm feeding it, right? Well, it's like sitting yeah. out there. And so we have to be mindful. We don't even realize that, right? Just like if you've got a bunch of junk in your closet, it's like extra energy, right? <laughs> You're oh, absolutely. All those things. And so as you start to tune yourself more, you know, to energy, you start to realize like, Okay, like what feels clean and clear? Where where am I feeding energy to? Where do I want to unplug from? You know what I mean? So that we can, like you're talking about, have those moments where we really actually rest. Because like if you actually rest, you don't need all that much rest. Like if you are intent, you know what I mean, on taking a break. It's not like you need to go away for two months, right? No.
1: Every time, you know, I learned this so much in my when I first when my business first started, like blowing up in my like mid twenties, I was like, I was constantly like on the hamster wheel of like trying to do more and more and more. And I lived in Santa Monica. I had just moved to Santa Monica from New York. And so I was living walking distance from the beach. And so I'd feel this like calling to go to the beach every day, but I wouldn't let myself because I'd be like, no, you have stuff to do Cass." Right. And then by the <laughs> time I finished it, I would, then it'd be too late. It'd be like dark and I didn't want to go at, you know, at night. And so I remember eventually one day I was just like, you know, eff it. I gotta do it. Like it's I'm not getting anything done, diminishing returns now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And let me just let me just go down to the beach for the day. And I in my in my head, I was just like, you're just gonna go down the beach for like the day, you know, just surrendering to it. Right. I went down to the beach and like just fully surrendered to like, you know, I'm going to the beach, whatever. I'll get whatever done later tonight when it's dark and I don't need to be at the beach during the dark times. And I was on the beach, not even like 45 minutes. And it was like, like my battery was fully recharged. I had all these beautiful creative ideas coming through. I was feeling so connected. I mean, I could barely even stay on the beach two hours because I was so excited to like run back home and like start, you know, following up on some of the guidance that came through once I got there. So it's so, and I find that with my meditation practice too, like, When I have busy days where I have, you know, um, back-to-back clients or podcast interviews or, you know, uh, teaching things that I do, I only need like 15 minutes, 20 minutes in between. And I get into a meditation and it's literally as if I just took a nap. Yeah. (laughs) You know, my body feels so recharged and also it feels like fine-tuned, right? I love what you said about the to-do list because that's that's an excellent practice. And I think a lot of people do struggle with like endless to-do lists and constant that looming in their head. And it does, what happens is it also blocks the guidance. Yes. It blocks it the magnetism because you're not open. You're once again, you're stuck in this preconceived notion of I know best. And that's like, you know, one of the, the fundamental, like, I think, misguided things about manifesting stuff, right? It's saying like, okay, my heart desires this thing. Great. It's coming through. This is what it seems like it's going to look like to me based on how I'm interpreting the essence of that desire and and how it's coming through. Great. So let's say it looks like it's coming through it as like a book, right? And I really want to write a book. Great. Okay. And then in your... 3D human brain, you're like, okay, I'm going to Google all the different ways one can write a book and I'm going to start all these spreadsheets and lists and get all these things going on, which, like, bless you you if you do this. But, like, then if you're going to do that, which you can do whatever you want to do, but then every day, wipe the slate clean and say, you know, what am I guided to do for my book today? Right. And, and from that place of humbleness of i don't know exactly what to do and maybe this is like the the 3d formula that i'm seeing and that's great i can take steps that way but also having that openness to be like sometimes the guidance is not that linear sometimes the guidance is like go to the museum and you're like i can't go to the museum i have to write i have to write a book but it's like no you need to go to the museum because you're going to see some piece of artwork in that museum that's going to give you the whole different angle from the book that's going to make it you know incredible or yeah. you're going to meet someone at the museum right or it's like call your mom and you're like why am I going to call my mom I got things to do right and then you call your mom and your mom has a, or your mom's like oh I got to talk to my friend Linda about the book she writes books she didn't know that or you know yeah. and it's like life is so magical when you trust that you actually don't know everything and you don't know how everything is bound to unfold and I think the more you live in that that way I try to kind of meet them in the middle where I write like a short to-do list for myself every day. That is like, you know, where like, I have some sort of, you know, obligation, I guess I would call yeah. it, where I have to show up for it and be an in integrity. Like that's an important to-do list to have. And then I also keep it open and every day connect with my different desires and ask myself what, what, what is like one thing I can do that's divinely aligned to move this desire forward. And sometimes it's on the physical plane and, you know, sometimes it's energetic. Sometimes it's like, oh, you have this fear coming up. You got to do some tapping on it. You got to do some bilateral programming or energy clearing or, you know, or journal on it, right? Um, And that's also a very productive thing to do.
0: Yeah, that's so awesome that you say that. It's, we do think we have to know the way, right? And we don't leave space in life for just- everything to come through. And it's so funny because I feel like as time goes on, like in general, we become more open to that. Like you become more open to just realizing it's it's going to come, like trusting, you know what I mean, that it's going to yeah. come. Like if the true desire is a heartfelt desire, like something's going to show up somewhere, you know what I mean? So then it's just like going on the adventure, (laughs) like like go to the museum, you know what I mean? Call whoever you need to. Um, and that becomes fun because I think at the foundation of that, there's like a trust and that trust Mm -hmm. feels so good, right? That the fear that we can't trust drives us right. To think we have to know, or to think we're in it by ourselves. Right. And we have to figure it out.
1: Absolutely. And that's why, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to write um, manifesting through meditation specifically and not just like manifesting 101 or whatnot is because I felt like man, so many, you know, people that I've come in contact with through my work over the years, you know, they'll be like, I don't understand my manifesting's not working. Like, I feel like you manifest all the stuff, but I can't figure it out. And I think exactly what you said is the core component that they miss, right? If there's a lot of talking about like vision boards or visualization or get clear on what you what you want, right? And even more now, I think talks also on like clearing fears and and all of that, right? Stepping into that. But the the first step, you know, I break it down into four steps in the book. But the first step is the reason for the book, is is connecting to our divine source is remembering who we are, right? And that to me is like what we were saying before, no matter which angle of meditation you come at it with, that is a gift that meditation gives you in such a palpable experiential level that after you've tasted that moment of being beyond your body, there's just a different level of trust. There's a different level of trust when you take 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever it is in the morning to actually plug in to the, the substance of creation that you are right. And, and that you are actually beyond your 3d physical limitations. And so almost every time someone comes out to me and is like, my manifestations aren't working. And I was like, tell me about your meditation practice. Right? <laughs> I know right away. And they're like, meditation practice. you're not meditating. You're like, oh, but do I really have to meditate? I'm doing meditations while, while I'm jogging. No, well, that, no. that's great for you. That's great for your mental health, but that's not the same thing. Um, <laughs> you know, And and so I really think that is the foundation because when you plug into that, then it's like, It's almost like you unlock like the cheat codes of the universe, right? Yes, it's so true. Wow, I'm a Jedi Master. And I've been (laughs) like, I've been disillusioned the whole time. And then you approach life from that aspect, right? Of being like, wow, I actually am a divine creator. Like I really am. And it's, you know, it's something that, you know, they talk about in some yogic traditions, the age of, the the difference between the transitioning of the age of Pisces to the age of Aquarius right yeah and the age of Pisces was like you know you listening to the guru and like you know kind of receiving information and and all that and now we're we're in the age of Aquarius and age of Aquarius is learning through experience right it's having an experience and I really believe that meditation is experiential right there are things that I, you know, you experience or feel or tap into or tune into or whatever you want to call it when you meditate that you can't get from just listening to us talk about meditation, right? Yes, you so have true. to like have that experience and then it sets the foundation for how you approach everything else in your life. It sets the foundation for your manifestations.
0: Yeah. And there's something so beautiful about the fact that no one can give it to you right? It's something you literally, like you can't buy it. No one can give it to you. It's like something you have to just actively choose to connect with, right? And make that choice on a daily basis or however often you feel called to that. Um, but But it's beautiful because it's, I think, I think that that is such a divine fact, right? Meaning, no matter how much you know and you want to like gift the experience of like dancing in the quantum field to the world, (laughs) like you can't do that, right? Unless someone willingly says, I'm willing to show up to it. And that's the experiential piece that you're talking about, right? Like we're being asked at this time as we are moving into this new age to be like, are you willing to show up to the experience?
1: Absolutely. and I love that way you say that. It's so true. I never thought about it that way in the way of like it's something that you have. it's like a a gift that you have to claim. Yeah, and no one else can claim the gift. Like no one else has your ticket. Everyone else can like beg you to try to do it, but you you have to do it. And yeah, it's it is. It's one of those things that you you just have to experience for yourself. You have to want it and you can't force. That's the other thing, you know, it's like you can't force someone right? You know, you can't force someone to want it. You have to kind of get to this place on the path where, where you trust it.
0: It's like the and universe like called and you won the lottery and we have a bag of money here. You just have to come pick it up. No, I'm busy. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm busy. I can't do, I can't do that. Right. When we put it in physical terms like that, we realize like how crazy that is. Right. Like that we, that we do that in life all the time. It's like, your guides are like, here, I just want to give this to you. Right. I want to serve this up to you. And we're just like, nah, I can't, Like <laughs> I'm busy scrolling. Right. <laughs> busy- it's so, but it's so
1: true. Right. And it's so funny. Cause I love that you brought that up because one of the things that I've been more out about this year, especially like with my clients and stuff is like really just like how much I do this work. Right. And like, no, I do this work. Like this is like the work of my life. Like, even if I wasn't like teaching it, this is still what I would do. Right. Because it's like, why are we so you're joking about early on the podcast, right? We always want to talk about manifestation. Why, why is manifestation such a popular buzzword? Well, yeah, I mean, we have this, you know, certain levels of manifestations that have gotten a little bit more like a good PR job, right? About yeah. like, oh, I, I look at, I bought my Lamborghini and my twenty-seven <laughs> Chanel bags, right. like Whatever, you know. And so there's like that kind of vibe going, but 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 the whole like machine is running because the whole reason I really believe one of the the core reasons for us being here is to remember who we are, of course, and who we are. Are natural born manifestors. And so of course we have like a, a homing device on this word and are so fascinated with this concept and listen to the endless podcast and read all the books. Why? Because your soul actually knows that this is the truth and that the reason you incarnated on earth was to figure it out, right? Was to figure, figure out what you knew in non-physical and physical form and actually play right. And actually see what you can create. And so, you know, I laugh because sometimes my, my clients will be like, how do you have time to like, you know, meditate every day. And then you like write down your desires and then you do whatever clearing, like you feel needs to be had that day. And then, you know, you do your quantum embodiment work or whatever, my little like four-step thing that I do. And I'm like, how do you have time to not, Like, how how do you have time to not? Because I guarantee if I did like, like you were saying, if I did an inventory of your day, I'm pretty sure you have time to, because, but, but the way you look at it, it's like, well, because why wouldn't I want to claim my lottery winnings every day? Yeah. Why would I, if if you were like, okay, there's like a hundred thousand dollar check available for you every day at the bank, but it's a 20 minute ride. Right. You got to drive 20 minutes to it. If you want the $100,000, who would not do that? You'd yeah. be insane. You'd be, I going to You you
0: would, if you didn't have a car or a bike, you would crawl there. Right. Like yeah. it's amazing when we put things in those perspectives, like, and it's powerful because you realize, like, you know, all this stuff we have about, like, I can't make it or I'm too busy or whatever. It's like really when you put it in those terms, right? If someone's going to give you a free couple hundred grand and it's 20 minutes away. How fast do you think you can get there? Even if you didn't have a car or a bike or whatever, like how how ingenious would you be in finding somebody to take you there or getting on a bus or whatever it is to get to that place, right? Like that's what's possible is this ability to like activate like this superhuman, like You know, possibilities. Like, what are the possibilities of me being able to get there to get my check? Because obviously, that's going to be great for my life, or it's going to help my family, or whatever it's going to be. Um, But what if we applied that same like thing to our life? Period. Right, where it's like where we show up to like meditate like that. We show up to, you know what I mean, go into the quantum field and discover ourselves at a deeper level. Like you said, I thought it was beautiful. Like discover who we were in the non-physical and bring that into the physical and play, right? See what we can experience, see what we can create. It's truly magical. Um, But we, you know, we have to think about it sometimes in very physical, practical terms to realize, you know, some of the crazy things we tell ourselves sometimes.
1: Absolutely. And it's, you know, it's like we have the entire, you know, so much of this world around us is, trying to prevent us from doing that. Right. Because we're in that space. We're all powerful. Yeah. Right. We're all powerful when you're in that space, you know, you're not going to be manipulated by like a TV commercial that says like, you need to use this shampoo so that you feel young or whatever. Right. You're like, I feel young. I'll use whatever shampoo I damn like, right. (laughs) (laughs) But like, um, you know, you're not as easily, to be manipulated by your environment. Yes. Right. And so something comes in and let's say, you know, if you're in that space, um, it's not that things that you might interpret as adverse, like events don't happen, but it just means that you you have that trust and you have that openness. So when that pitch that you pitched or whatever, like gets turned down, if it does, you have that piece of being like, oh, if it was turned down, I was probably protected from something that I wasn't aligned with. I was probably, um, that's just guidance telling me I'm going to go in this other direction. Right. And so, yeah, life is different. And out there, like in the 3d, there is this, like, this is good and this is bad. And it's very binary. Right. And instead of, instead of that feeling of like, well, I plugged in today, I know that one of my favorite, favorite, favorite things when I was really early on my manifesting journey, maybe we're talking like really early, like maybe like two, three months in, I was watching this YouTube, like spiritual talk or whatever. (laughs) And I don't even remember who this guy was, but it was great. And I, I feel so bad because I quote him all the time, but I can't remember who he was. Um, he said this thing, like, what if you, what if you knew that whatever you claimed as a desire out there in the universe, that every single thing that was happening in your life was just helping you get there. And I remember I wrote that on a big piece of paper and I like taped it to my desk and I would like read that multiple times a day. And I'd be like, even when I don't know, I can trust that if I claim that, if I like stuck that, you know, my little sword in the ground or whatever. And was like, this is something I desire that like everything that shows up is guidance. Fear shows up. Great. It's showing me what I need to clear. It's showing what I need to block. Oh, I get a rejection this way. Great. Showing me that wasn't the right, the right path. Right. It's, It's guiding me this way. Right. I get this intuitive hit. Great. That's coming. You know, it's all, it's all there to support us. And it's just, yeah. Like you said, it's so magical. It's so magical when we just allow it to be when we show up, honestly, it does. It takes us showing up for it. Right. Yeah, And not getting lost in the, the hamster wheel um, of the 3D. That's, you know, so easy, so easy to do.
0: Yeah. So powerful. Ah, I could talk for hours. I love these (laughs) topics. So good. Um, but I want you to share where people can find out more about you and your programs, um, and the book. Yay. So,
1: I'm Cassandra Bodzak, and I'm sure there'll probably be links below. Um, Cassandra Bodzak on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok, even though I'm still trying to figure out TikTok, but all <laughs> the social too, media me platforms. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> yeah. it's a work in progress. Um, and YouTube, I have tons of meditations and tapping videos and all sorts of videos on YouTube for free if you guys want to dive into that. Um, my website is cassandrabodzak.com. And um, on there, you also see all. I have so many different online courses. The one I spoke about today was the 40 day amplify your magnetism meditation journey. So it's 40 days. Anyone was like, I need to figure out this meditation thing. It's 40 days of guided meditations and journal prompts sent to your inbox. And it's a really great way to start a consistent daily practice. And they're all you know, um curated for manifestation. And then like we talked about, my book, Manifesting Through Meditation, is available wherever books are sold. Um, it goes through my four-step formula for manifesting and has a hundred different meditations. You can try and find which ones resonate with you. And Last but not least, we, I have a guided spiritual awakening journal that's actually going to come out on May 3rd. So if you love journaling and you want some guided prompts to help expand you and, and you know, grow your awareness, I highly recommend checking that out as well.
0: Amazing. You guys have no excuse now to not be mentioned. <laughs> Those are so many good resources. <laughs> Everyone's held accountable who listens to this episode. <laughs> Um, I love and it. I love yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's all meditate together. I mean, I love it. It's so cool. We are coming up on five years of this show. And wow. congrats. 300 and some change episodes. Um, And it's so cool to feel the energy of this community. And it's so awesome when we show up to. And so we have episodes sometimes where we all are like, yeah, let's commit energetically, right. To showing up to meditation. So this is one of those episodes, you guys um, let's all commit to this and combined energy is so powerful on the planet, right? It's like incredible so powerful. incredible so yeah whatever tools feel resonant um definitely get those and it's so good thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us
1: thank you so much this was so fun
0: hey lovely this is shauna lee i hope you enjoyed this episode of the soul frequency show if you got even one piece of valuable information head over to Apple Podcasts and share a review with your takeaways. And follow us, because we got lots more goodness to come. We are spreading the love far and wide. And you know where to find me over at IG at The Soul Frequency. Until the next time, love, here's to positive vibes and powerful awakenings.